Hey friends, today we find ourselves in the Song of Songs, or what is called the Song of Solomon. It's a poem. It's written kind of like a Greek play with a lot of different voices and expressions happening, but the point of the, the whole passage, the many chapters, is really the celebration of love, particularly human love, and then secondarily, our love for God. But in the Song of Songs, in chapter 1, verse 1, we read, Solomon's Song of Songs. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. And then at the end of chapter 2, we read in verse 16, My beloved is mine and I am his. There is so much to mention about this difficult but beautiful section of scripture, but let me just mention a few things. First of all, it celebrates human love. We forget that God invented marriage between a man and a woman, and the human and even physical erotic love that surrounds it is invented by God. This challenges sometimes our very Greek thinking that tends to say that the physical is less valuable than the spiritual, or even sometimes in church, the idea that physical is bad. The Hebrew worldview celebrates life, and in life we're celebrating our humanity and we're celebrating our physicality. We're not angels. And therefore, love is always is also beautiful in its physical expression within moral boundaries that God has given us. Love is tangible. The second thing is both the Jewish and ancient Christian writers tended to see in this book a parallel between God and Israel or Jesus and the church. And although it's always wonderful to think of our love for Jesus as a marriage, I think we want to be very careful here about allegorizing this book with everything in the passage because there are erotic sections and uh, we need to allow our hearts to just simply celebrate our human love that God has given us and our love for Christ without allegorizing everything. And then number three, uh, there are several details in the book that are quite frankly problematic. Uh, I don't fully understand. I don't know that everyone completely understands. For example, why is this Shulamite woman uh, in the book falling in love with Solomon, who's already uh, given his love to several wives and concubines? Uh, or perhaps a, a theory that it's really not Solomon that she's loving. It's some other shepherd, and, uh, and she's caught in a harem between these two people. We don't know. that This is pure speculation. Uh, and I think if we speculate too much, we miss the point. I think for our purposes, and the purpose of really enjoying the Song of Songs, it's far better for us to fly at 30,000 feet and appreciate the fact that love exists both as a feeling, but also tangibly and practically in a faithfully committed relationship. So, C.S. Lewis, I think, summarizes a lot of this for us in his Mere Christianity. 
quote, what we call, quote, being in love is a glorious state and in several ways good for us. It helps to make us generous and courageous. It opens our eyes to not only the beauty of the beloved, but of all beauty. And it subordinates, especially at first, our merely animal sexuality. In that sense, love is the conqueror even of lust. But being in love is a good thing, but it's not the best thing. You cannot make it the basis of your whole life. It is a noble feeling, but it is still a feeling. Now, no feeling can be relied on to last in its full intensity forever. Love as distinct from being in love is not merely a feeling. It is a deep unity, is maintained by the will, deliberately strengthened by habit, reinforced by grace received from God. So while being in love is the explosion that started the relationship, a deeper committed love is the engine on which marriage runs. So with all this in mind, let's fast forward from the Song of Songs to Jesus a thousand years later in a little village of Cana where he performed the first miracle of turning the water into wine. There are two things going on in this miracle. On the spiritual level, Jesus is announcing abundant life will come with him. The, the fact that he turns water, the water of your life into wine. But on a natural level, he also is expressing his care for the couple who is just been married and about to consummate their marriage physically. And he celebrates their marriage by turning the water into wine. So love is spiritual. But what's striking in the miracle is that it has a physical and tangible and practical expression. So where do we go with all of this? Well, a very simple question to ask myself and perhaps ourselves is, how am I loving God and others spiritually? And then, how am I translating that love in practical, physical expressions for them? Father, give us wisdom. Give us what Paul in Philippians chapter 1 calls smart love. Teach us how to love you and the people around us in very smart, tangible, physical ways. In Jesus' name, amen.